outside you're so unwelcome Sunshine creeping across my floor The city bus is driving through my window And I can't sleep anymore Evil is standing in my doorway Death perched at the foot of my bed Destruction's all around, oh I know it's coming down There's trouble days ahead See, account is also, oh yeah, you're recording, cool I just say got it, and that means we're cool That's basically my, my consent here Yeah, we are good Yeah, I, I, got, I got hit by old man disease I was sitting there watching cartoons Boy, I ate breakfast Checked my phone, I was like, damn I knew that man fell asleep well, I I left y'all astray, man. I was just, I was I was apologizing. Sorry about about leaving y'all hanging like that again. So just and I'll stop apologizing. But I mean, I need to be better about I don't know fucking writing shit down and yeah, and setting up myself. So we me and the boys got carried away. We were playing in uh, in Subiaco last night, which is uh, a place that's basically home in my heart. So it's really a crazy wild bucket list thing for me to do and then we got carried away this morning because they got a brewery there run by these monks so we were hanging out with these monks drinking beer Hell yeah. and uh well, yeah, i mean so. that's a good excuse than any <laughs> yeah and then i was like i started heading i was like fuck we gotta get to hot springs we're also trying to go bet on some ponies because they got a, the horse races are going right now oh yeah, um, yeah. So i think i think the other boys in the van are heading down there and whatnot and then, and then like I, I saw you you text me i was like oh my god fuck me um so I was like, I got to get through the mountains to the other side. So we crossed yeah. the Washington there. It's east to west running mountain range. And just like little to no service except for like around this dam and this one other spot. But I was like, if we're doing a Zoom, that's why I asked you if I could do a call. So I was like, I do the call right now. Yeah. But I knew it wouldn't last. So I got here in a town. We were here at one of my favorite little burger stops. Oh, nice. So hanging out here. Like I said, it's over there. Hanging out. You know. I said, hey, Pete. Hey Pete, what's up? Pete? Hey. Damn, Pete in the house. <laughs> yeah, dude. That what the Ronstadt sweatshirt wearing? Hell yeah. Are you yo? You playing uh, Maxine's tonight, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll Where be at Maxine with uh, my boy Adam Fawcett's playing. Okay. Actually, I, I had a question from a uh, from a gal from uh, Hot Springs. So, what's your uh, favorite song of his? Of uh, Fawcett's? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, a lot of them, man. I think "Living on my, Living on the Moon" is one of my favorites. Uh, "Dust" for sure is 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 way up there. Um, "King Snake." I don't really know if I have a favorite, man. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't know. "Blind Water" finds "Blind Water" is is incredible. That whole album. I mean. Um. Yeah, man. I don't know. Dust, maybe. Okay. What's it? What's his? Yeah. What's his vibe? I don't think we've ever heard of that guy. Um, Fawcett. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, he's he's like, uh, I don't know how to describe that dude. He's from deep south Arkansas. He's like one of those, like, uh, just a uh, like a weirdo from from deep south Arkansas. A lot like a lot of me and my friends, like, but like rural weirdos. You know, because yeah. there's weirdos everywhere. Hey, I'm gonna hop out there and eat. With yeah, um, but uh, he, he's he's a rural weirdo of the best, and and is just a absolute like one of my favorite songwriters can capture a space and a scene in such a way. 
Like nice. he, he just captures the texture of South Arkansas in such a way. And from, from a lens that is, is very underrepresented, I think. Um, so he's kind of like the, like the County line comic book nerd metalheads favorite folk singer. Boom. Okay. I like all that shit. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. I was like the best. I don't know. That dude could fucking drink beer with the best of us. Well, we're down with that. <laughs> yeah. And he's 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 awesome, dude. Just just check out I don't know any of those records, man. They're yeah. just they're they're all so good. Xavier, uh after this, throw a little bit on there at the end of the show so we can see what's what. Bam. Yeah, absolutely. Please, please put some on the 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 school, the gospel of Fawcett is rich. It's very rich. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Well, the next question we got for you is uh the Hogs, they, they started off strong, but they're, they're uh, I don't know how they're doing right now. Do you think they're going to make the tournament? Dude, okay. Uh, great question. Love you, Brett. I love that you brought this up. We're talking about SEC basketball here. <laughs> um, you know, I think, I think uh, it's just been kind of funny with Nick Smith out. Um, he's a Little Rock kid. When he kind of was out there for a while, I felt like the team was having to develop in a certain way. And then he came back, and he's probably one of the biggest talents in the team. We need him back, but also they're just having a kind of a hard time meshing, you know. Yeah. And when they're all pumping on all cylinders, like we have like the most talent of any team, but it's if they're going to play as a team. And I feel like Musselman's usually really good at at making runs in the tournament and shit. It's like the last two years, I kind of felt like we had a little bit more of a of a of like a lull in the season, um, kind of about this point. But I felt like we were starting to pull it back. You know, we went a little five-game win streak there, good, but uh, we got to win a couple more and then see how we do in the SEC tournament. But I expect us to be a mid-seed team. Um, sure. And uh, I, I think we can I think we can surprise folks. If they start pumping and they actually mesh and come together like I think they're capable of, then we got a good deal. But, but uh, you know, it, it, it's just uh, it's kind of like every Saturday, you know, I get all dressed <laughs> up, ready to get let down. It's just kind of part of being an Arkansas Razorback fan. Hard to be humble, you hey, know. Hey man, I'm a I'm a Duke fan, and I just, we're good, but we're not like I'm used to. So I'm just kind of like ugh, taking these lumps. <laughs> Shit, right. I'm, I'm a first two day of the tournament fan. Shit, that's yeah. that's all I want. <laughs> hey, I just want it from like nine to nine. I just want to be at a bar, fucking trashed, lose some money, maybe yeah, win some money. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Not that 100 percent uh because th those those days are the best man all kinds of crazy shit happens i love it i love march madness but i, I think i think my hogs can go at least 16 yeah it's pretty wide know? open this year i think so it really is there's no huge standout i don't think nope, nope. any team can get hot and do it and any one of the top teams can get cold you know yeah that's so. it's gonna be good it's gonna be good Shit, they need yeah. to sneak one of the uh who was that who was that white dude that uh on the G League that won the uh the dunk contest, McClurg. Oh, oh fuck shit. Is that? <laughs> shit, shit. Put a wig on him. Sneak him on the team. And I was like, I was like, that's a short white guy. I was like, really? You know? <laughs> right on. They shit, literally, it's crazy. They literally put him on a team just for the dunk contest because he only got a 10-day contract. I don't even oh, think for real? Real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's good reporting you doing the investigative work or hell yeah <laughs> that's what the country brothers are known for <laughs> dude right i guess we do do research i know right i, I know oh i you know i i tell some of my friends or some spots have done interviews i just did one with my buddy tim dennis at, at the local npr affiliate 
uh, up in Fayetteville, and, and it's always great because it's he, it's a, it's a pretty daggum good interview. He makes you feel comfortable, and and uh, last time you, you know we all talked, it was it was just like that, and I, I enjoy y'all's y'all show just because it's easy. It's just like it flows, and so it's good good conversation. Cheers to y'all. It's hey, just cheers. coffee. Got my uh, Maxine's koozie. So, oh hell yeah, man! <laughs> yeah, dude, that <laughs> sick. Yeah, yeah, we're at Maxine's tonight, man. That place is so fucking buck ass wild. That shit is crazy. Last time we played there, this this old feller fucking traded me acid for a t shirt, and normally I don't do that, but you know, <laughs> made the trade. Went at Maxine's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this place is wacky. Yeah, I have like a forty eight hour rule with with Hot Springs. I fucking love this town. I spent a lot of really important times here, mm-hmm. but but man, that's it, like I feel like if you stay here too long and and you drink the damn uh, you drink the water a little bit, you know, also the witches kind of find out you're there and they kind of start creeping out of these, out of these little fucking crags and these hills and shit. And the witches are about, yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly, man. For real. And they're just, I'm just like, gotta get out of here. Gotta get the fuck out of this town. I, uh, I love it. It's a beautiful place. And I, every time I pull in here, I'm like, shit, man, I could live here. You know, like this, this town's beautiful. It's great. It's historic. It's old, but, but it's, uh, it scares me a little bit. <laughs> not gonna lie it was a it was a weird experience when i was there <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure yeah dude like there's like i, I think we're, i was t- i told you all this before you know hot springs has like both kinds of crystal problems you know <laughs> exactly <laughs> weird place man it's like a weird thing when those things meet up like that you know mm-hmm mm-hmm shit so it's, oh, I'm, I'm gonna have to uh I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to gush for a minute uh if, if you allow me to do so uh hey never said a word i know we 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 constantly talking about the shit and i'm constantly telling people to listen to it we like over the chat talked about uh what the song was can you explain that to the to the peoples where that song came from yeah man uh i appreciate y'all y'all loving that song it's 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 first and foremost one of my favorite projects ever done judy's judy's incredible She's an absolute melody master and and, uh, and such a smart lyricist and, and reminder you know, he's doing the second language, which is crazy. So um, Judy, uh, you know, I we were kind of paired up in this little songwriter conference that I was originally not a conference. It was like kind of like a retreat thing. The six of us songwriters. And I was kind of not really into the idea of doing it, but a buddy of mine was running the thing. So I was like, shit, I better fucking do this. And and uh, and it turned out being amazing. I was wrong yeah. from up with my son awesome time i met jonathan terrell there and met judy blank and met a bunch of other badasses uh people i really respect um, and people that i work around all the time still now which is great but uh judy and i were, were last to be paired up in this kind of series is over four days and we all kind of had a round robin uh writing sessions it's like three hour sessions and we're supposed to present to our group afterwards or whatever you know and and judy and i were we had kind of been palling around all week and and getting to know each other we were just like i think we're gonna write a special one i think we're gonna write something special you know and then Finally, it came our turn, and she's like, what do you want to write about? And I was like, man, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, we got to do some sort of, I think we could do a great duet. And, um, and and you know, we talked about how we're from super far distances. We talk about long-distance relationships, people from across the pond trying to get to know each other and stuff. And then I, I, I told her, you know, I was like, it's crazy. I, you know, I was like, one of the craziest days of my musical career, um, I met uh, Tanya Tucker in Norway and we did this show together and she found out we were a bunch of boys from Arkansas and uh, we had, we had like 
they were kind of had two stages going on in this big open area in this fjord and we were the band that played on the other stage while they were kind of getting their stage ready and whatnot and, and so we, we kind of quasi open for tanya but she she heard us and she commented oh you guys are the boys from arkansas she saw we had lee had a big arkansas flag in front of his keyboard and she could see it from all the way over she's like i saw y'all's flag and you know and whatnot and uh and she started just kind of she kind of talked about a little bit about glenn campbell but not much and we're like yeah we love glenn campbell and then turns out like i got her to sign this poster for my mom for mother's day and uh and i i was living on cloud nine i was like sick and met tanya tucker that was badass as hell man and so i go up with these norwegian dudes up to some camper up on the side of the mountain we start drinking all this like homemade liquor and shit basically like norwegian moonshine yeah. i get drunk hell there's one last like shuttle bus to get back to the hotel from backstage they're taking artists back to this little hotel we're staying at and so I saw him like about to leave and I sprinted down this damn mountain hotel, catched the damn bus, got to the hotel. And I'm so glad I caught the bus because I would have probably had to sleep on that. Those Norwegians that the bus in the morning, uh, they were super cool folks, but I'm glad I caught the bus because we yeah. got back to the hotel, walk on in guitar player from Nashville. We had met named uh, Porter McClister, which sounds like a guitar player from Nashville. Of course. So Porter, right. Yeah, so Porter's sitting there uh, at a table with Tanya Tucker, and she just has, like, five shot glasses in front of her and a plate of limes and a little dish of salt. And she had, like, gotten them to find some tequila in that little – because they don't drink tequila up there, but she'd found some. And uh, I think some Patron or some shit they had tucked back. And she they had just, like, set her up a bunch of shots, and then they closed the bar. And we pull in, and Porter's like, oh, hey, what's up? Good to see you guys. And we're like, hey, what's up, man? And we're like, Miss Tucker, you know, good to see you again. She's like, oh, the boys from Arkansas. She's like, oh, get on in here. So we had some beers and went in there and we were cracking beers and hanging out. And then she starts telling me and the boys like about fucking Glenn Campbell and all the, and like her whole romance throughout her entire life with Glenn Campbell and whatnot. How they, you know, and she's just like, she said um, something to the effect of, uh, you know, you know, we were, we were always in, in, in love with each other for the longest time. And, you know, you know, it was too, at some point it was too late, you know, and we never said a word until it was too late. And I was like, shit, man, whoa, that's nuts. And so, you know, like anybody would be was like, we're not worthy, man, you know? And, uh, and so she tells us all this and, and I like, I went back to my room and the sun's coming up. So like the sun never really goes down. It's just like kind of dark, yeah. but, mm -hmm. um, we're like Tanya showed us that she do the splits and whatnot. And we fucking took some pictures and shit with her. And it was super cool. She was badass as hell. She kissed me on the cheek when we were all going to bed. She said, don't ever quit doing what you're doing. I was like, fuck, man, that's huge. I was like, damn it. Now I've got to cash in for another goddamn 10 years of doing this shit. Cause I got, you know, you can't <laughs> yeah. give up now. Got that endorsement. You know? So, uh, yeah, exactly. So, so I went, went back to my room and I called my mom. I was like, goddamn mom, like you wouldn't leave this shit. Cause back in the States, it was just, you know, it's later at night. I guess it was about 1030 at night. And I was like, I've been up all night hanging out with Tanya mom. And she told me all this shit about Glenn Campbell. And it's like fucking nuts. And so fast forward to this writing retreat thing. I'm with Judy, you know, she asked what you want to write about. And I was just like, there's this crazy story. I haven't known how to write about it, you know, and I, and I don't want to like, I'm not trying to cash in on a, on a spontaneous story at all by any means, mm -hmm. but I just think it's such a tragic story of anybody, any, that kind mm -hmm. of thing happened, especially when you're like, you know, and they're working together professionally and like holding up this whole romance thing forever and kind of being together and kind of not, and all this, like, who knows, it's not my fucking business. Um, Anyway, I told Judy that story and we fucking wrote that song in an hour and a half. It just like fell out. Damn. You know, sometimes Jeez. sometimes I have songs that take goddamn forever, man. And Judy and I, we did that one and throwing lines. Um, 
shit, that's like about three hours total of writing, which is insane. I never said a word. We kind of, we quickly wrote the first part and, and the course at it. We're like, holy fuck, we might have something. So we went on a walk and wrote the rest of it on, the, on our walk. And then we got back and we finished like an hour and a half earlier in our session, just being like, holy shit. You know, I don't know. Like, it, you know, you never, I just, you know, I hope it's not taken wrong. Like, I'm, I'm usually very, very critical of all the work I put out. You know, I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a fucking worst critic, trust me. But every once in a while you finally get one. You're like, shit, got one here, you know? And, and I think we, it was fun because we both had that feeling, you know, and, and it was nice to have someone else to share that with, you know, I was like, fuck, I think we got, got a special one. So then, you know, fast forward another year and I was in uh, Utrecht in Norway and her friends have this fucking whip ass studio. That's all analog, um, you know, no gear in there from past 1980, you know, and it's, it's uh first time I'd ever recorded just straight into a microphone, her and I no headphones, no monitor, no nothing. Did it until we got the tape perfect, you know, mm. and he just kept putting it to tape, putting it to tape. And uh, so there's there's no editing in that. God so it's damn. Just, oh, wow. Yeah, it's just, that's just straight one take. Um, and then we had we had a couple overdubs on top, you know, like a couple extra instruments. But the sing, the vocal, the vocal and the guitar are all going into one microphone. It's, you know, it's just like we finally got the take and, and I have the copies of the songs before we clip the end edit. And after we finished that that song, we're like, that was it. Fuck, that was it. And you just knew it. You know, it was so fucking exciting and such a fun way to record, too, in a world in which we're so used to clipping everything together mm-hmm. and a computer doing a lot of the work. Just It's just one fucking take. And and we, we I don't know, it, we, we, we nailed it. I don't know. I, I think it so. It's, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really wild. We knew we needed a B-side for it. So the day before we went to the studio, we wrote Throwing Lines in an hour and a half. And it was another song that just fell out. You know, and it was literally like, well, we were like, do we do a cover or something like that? She was like, no, man, we wrote that other song an hour and a half. Let's fucking see how fast we can do this. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> and uh, like, all right, let's just throw some lines around. She's like, that's it. Here we go. And then before you know, she's like, throwing lines straight. Like, God damn it, Judy, fuck. So that's how all that shit went. It's, it was a really, really special time and in a, in a, in a incredible special project that just was so daggum improbable. You know, like mm-hmm. in what other circumstances would we have ever gotten together to do that? You know, she's, she, you know, she writes folk more like pop kind of has some, definitely has, she loves country music. So there's some country sensibility, but it's like mm-hmm. under most circumstances, we would never have a reason to collaborate. And sure. uh, probably two of the favorite songs in my career so far are those two. That's yeah. definitely one so anyway, <laughs> Oh man, I remember the shit. I, I, I put that in the list of like songs. I probably say in like the last 10 years that, I heard once and then I had to play it like 10 times in a row to be like, what the fuck is this? It was, it was that never said a word. The first time I heard elephant and then the first time I heard funeral by uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. Those, yeah. those three songs just fucking blew my mind. And even now, if I put it, like if it just comes on random or if I just put it on, I got to at least play it two more times because the shit is just fire. Yeah. <laughs> I love that fucking song. Yep. Well, shit, I, I appreciate that so much, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all show me a lot of love, and I, I, it, it means a lot to me, a lot to me, man. Thank you. So you got a, uh, you got, you got your new album coming out on uh, next Friday, right on the tenth. Yeah, yeah, oh, man. It's finally, yeah, dude. You know, Kurt and I've known each other for for Dadgum forever. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in a bunkhouse together uh, way back when, and. Uh, um, shit, probably about 14 years ago, 
something like that. We lived in a place called Shit Mansion in Conway. Uh, that place, nothing was sacred in there. What a fucking shithole. But uh, we loved it, I guess. Um, find like roaches like in our refrigerator and shit. It was fucking awful. They said it but uh, anyway, uh, you know, I'd, I'd been sitting on that record for a while, you know, and and uh, and I'd you know Kurt hollered at me and i've been courting some labels here and there you know i won't mention who and some people kind of talking to me and then they wouldn't talk to me and it's like wishy-washy bullshit for years and i'd honestly felt really discouraged and then garhole kind of started because nick and kurt started it they teamed up doing it and then kurt was like hey you want to be on girl and i was like you know what fuck yeah like let's keep it in the house with the yeah. fucking homies and do it right right here in the goddamn great state of arkansas and uh that's that's kind of what we did and he was just like but hold up your record's not coming out for a year and i was like shit man which at the time I was discouraged, but it, it's totally been the right plan. This, you know, Garhol has just done such an incredibly great job um, with this record release. I think primarily because they, you know, Kurt knows me personally. Jude uh, Brothers has been very instrumental in all, all the administrative and, and, and I, like the idea driven stuff between a lot. Of, also, a lot of the creative choices in the background, you know, mm-hmm. that uh, that don't get enough praise really had had a lot to say about my video work and and uh just generally had some really really great ideas so jude brothers does not get enough praise they are my pastor they are my king um yeah they are they are sometimes and most of the time everything so uh anyhow uh they've just kicked a lot of ass and had a lot of the, the right ideas and kurt has has clearly done his homework with with kind of how to make a, a small label work in a big world so um i think they've done a done a really like a big label job on you know coming out of a small label that's garhol means business man it's a stacked ass roster i can't believe i'm part of you know well, oh, man, the, the roster is crazy the, what can we expect from the sound though is it is it, is it from this yeah um I don't know. I think I think varied. Uh, you know, if there's any indication from the first three singles I put out from it, it's definitely you know I don't ever want to make a record that sounds the same all the way through. Sure. That's kind of what something I've always tried. With everything I've done, yeah. I want it to be. You know, I I do like it when I have people say I like these couple of songs, these so not so much. And whenever they say those songs, I'm like, ah, I knew that would be it. You know, but then some people are like, oh, I like these few and maybe not so much these so hopefully basically there's a little something for everybody on every album and if you love the whole thing great glad you're on for the ride please get in the truck buckle up make yourself comfortable pack yourself a little cold road soda you know and crack that sucker whenever the time's right but uh yeah you know uh, I, I just hopefully there's a little something for everybody on it and um you know because country movies or country music's for everybody and everybody but um yeah it's uh it's it, i think it's it's some of my favorite writing i've also brought some stuff back from uh from uh, just i guess this is this is a i haven't really said this yet because it was kind of going to be kind of surprised I, I brought back three songs from that first ep i did re-recorded those will be on this record so nice. hopefully f- folks are stoked about um that's that band camp ep i did in 2015 i don't know if y'all are privy to that one. Oh yeah um blessing the skies ones those some of those will be on there one more time in Johnny Alabama. Johnny Alabama, the re-recording of that was honestly almost kind of a joke, but I really think I like this recording the best of all of them because it's been that song's been recorded like goddamn five fuck times, mm-hmm. some shit. So I, I, you know, I got to eight tracks, you know, trying to put something together post COVID. I was like, fuck it, Johnny Alabama, we're putting it on there. Yeah. So I got that. Um, but uh, so I, it was nice digging those up, and then I feel like I can put those to rest um you know i've got another uh, another fourth record in the can now or at least uh, about 80 90 done we did the bulk recording of it in january so i don't know if uh, y'all were seeing i was posting a little bit about that but 
little quiet because it would be funny. People would confuse. They're like, wait, you're in the studio for an album that's coming out in March? I was thinking <laughs> that ain't how it works. <laughs> but, like, yeah, yeah. Pretty gnarly. Yeah, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to because I'm out touring my ass off on this third LP. And so um, I just don't know when I'll have the chance to be creative again. I thought, okay, January, before I really get buckled down and have to focus on releasing this thing and doing a lot of the behind the scenes shit with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to get in the studio and have a time to, to kind of clear, have, have a clear head. I was home a lot mm-hmm. you know, in January. So, cause it's about to be a thing. So we got a record kind of just sitting there now and it's, it's a uh, nine, um, eight new originals. I have one ninth cover and I've got another original I'll probably put on there, but, um, eight new, uh, originals that are whole, you know, with these three tracks that were released in this record, the, the LP three, I guess, uh, I saw the Arkansas to be clear to our listeners here. Yeah. Um, those three really are probably the most significant to me. You know, it's kind of my departure from like the, the, a little, hopefully a little bit of a departure from the, the love song crooner, which I love to, I love writing love songs and whatnot, but I feel like writing love songs maybe is the easiest muse. So I think I wanted to challenge myself and, and kind of move outside of that to, to really also tackle some of the topics of my own identity that I've, I've just shoved aside for a long time. So these first three singles really, I, I think identify that. And then, uh, uh, moving into the fourth record, I definitely move forward a little bit in that direction, I think. So, and it's the fourth record is kind of all over the place too. <laughs> so it's, uh, Love it. um, to add, go back and answer your question, but, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of different sounds to expect from it and it's, it's going to be carried an album as, as I've done before, but I think the instrumentation and, and, the the quality of, uh, musicianship on this album is, is, uh, is much better than before. So we're, we're always trying to, uh, explore new things and climb up into new things and and uh and also understand how to work smarter when we're recording and, and usually that makes a better product oh yeah, oh, yeah. you you had mentioned earlier that, like country music for everybody and everybody uh when i when i went to go see you at the grand old echo in uh la right off the top you were very clear about hey uh look fucking i'm dylan Nero. i'm fucking rad this is for queer people. This is for people of all races. Everybody's here to have a good time. Uh, yep. And then you had that song, uh, Country and Queer. I think in spaces like in, in L.A. or maybe some like more, I guess, quote, progressive locations, they're probably more receptive to it. And it's not like a, a new thing for a country musician to be saying that on stage. Uh, has there already been any... Uh, like times where people are like, I don't fucking want to hear this shit. Or is a Dylan Earl crowd generally just pretty chill no matter where you're at? Um, usually everyone has is getting the memo, um, you know. But, uh, sure. you know, every once in a while, especially in deep, deep, you know, I don't know. It happens everywhere. I, don't, it, I, I hate it whenever a lot of times like the like, like the South is racist. It's like not everybody, but yeah, we obviously have a long history of fucking racism. It's, it, it still exists many levels bureaucratically and socially of course now but but i've been like really surprised at some of the places i've been like california and i'll have someone kind of react that way whenever mm-hmm. I've, I've you know, said something that I, I feel is just is just uh justified when it comes to being a individual and having general just empathy on anything um but i've been really surprised in some pockets of the country where you see that stuff you know like for instance i was out in the daggum redwoods and these dudes like rolled in and were just like they were just they thought i was like a spy or something they were like super deep QAnon, like interesting wild ass dudes you know i don't want to call (laughs) 
because I don't think that's right on any level. But I was just like, holy smokes, man. And they just were like, they, they, they like thought my phone was recording our conversation because I was trying to just be like, have, you know, and it never got out of control. But I definitely was, you know, I had to be a little on guard a little bit mm-hmm. physically. I felt it might jump my ass. I don't know. I was like, let's have a conversation about freedom, friends. Let's just talk because we one of my main things is just having people with different backgrounds talking to each other, you know, and 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 generally just just not judging, you know, jumping to judgment with somebody just based upon, you know, their sexuality, skin color, whatever, uh, race, creed, religion, et cetera, et cetera. So trying to, um, you know, I, I guess, like, you know, taking taking the uh, the Dalton Cole route from from Roadhouse. You know, he's like Batman, the cooler, you know, in fact, I can go on this whole other rant about how Dalton Cole is Bruce Wayne, but that's a whole nother thing. But uh, anyway, you know, Dalton Cole is a cooler. His whole thing is just kind of bringing confrontation down, you know, and just like cooling everything down. So if I can try to create a cool space with some of these folks that I disagree with on a, on a very fundamental, hopefully they'll grant that same respect, you know, and then maybe sure. that'll open some minds to they're considering something different especially you know like i understand what i look like and 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 really my privilege that i have you know i'm like a very very visually cishet white country guy you know and so i I have rapport with a lot of these people hopefully they can be like damn well that country singer guy like didn't think this way maybe there's validity to that which sucks that that conditional for for as to fucking exist of course that's inherent that you know and so but but recognizing that and recognize this, frank, you know, privilege that I have. It's it's it'd be a shame if I didn't utilize it, you know. And so, uh, uh, you know, I was just talking to Pete on the on the drive here. You know, it's like, man, when shit hits the fan, you know, luckily I might have a spot to go in Sweden. But then it's like, you know, I don't know if I could leave because I, you know, a I have the privilege to leave, and b like, I, you know, I'd be, I'd be betraying a lot of folks. You feel like, you know, yeah. this is again a hypothetical. If 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 say say the insurrection had had been successful type shit which mm-hmm. you know don't ever want to think because everyone oh that that only happens in fucking movies and shit it's like well we damn near saw it we close as fuck <laughs> yeah all that shit so i don't know is this a movie because maybe i am hooked up to the fucking mate right now you tell me you know if so fucking unplug my ass you know right <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i'm uh, gonna get you uh i'm gonna I'm let you go on on a, on a fun note Okay, yeah, sorry I'm talking to y'all's ear. No, man, that's what we want. Right. We want that. What's your, uh, what would be your top three? Like, if you could do kind of like a main stage show and it's like the last three, like the the top bill artists with you included, who would you want to, and it could be any genre, who would you want? Whoa um and, and it's like past past or and present or just present past and present keep in okay. mind my show already has less claypool so i don't know if you can you know he might might be not unavailable let's say all right heard well i'm like i'm leaning i'm leaning on like i immediately was just like parliament funkadelic zz top that's the first that popped into my mm. head hell yeah, yeah. something like that damn Here's that would be P-Funk. nasty from start to finish as well you know that's kind of where i'm <laughs> like merle yeah. out that'd be sick with willie nelson like bring those guys fuck yeah i'd pay money but for that, that. Oh. 
<laughs> Everybody wake up hungover as fuck the next day at a fucking uh, a Funkadelic ZZ Top show. Yeah, right. <laughs> fuck yeah. You know, what kind of, like, what route are you taking that night? You know, what kind of uppers or downers or lefters or riders are you going to be on? But uh, hey, I guys actually, so my brother will appreciate this. So my brother calls me yesterday um, and he says, all right. So I'm basically gonna I'm gonna ask both of y'all this question. So here's here's another uh, another fun thing. Um, okay, so he says you're you're walking down, you're walking along a beach in Key West, okay, and uh, and a seaplane comes flying through super low all of a sudden, and like grazes your shoulder somehow. Again, great, fantastical, you know, just just bear with me. <laughs> seaplane comes by and grazes you. Doesn't like hurt you, you know, like you might need a couple stitches, you can have a little bruising, nothing too serious. The plane lands and outstands, outsteps American singer songwriter, excuse me, American singer songwriter James Buffett, you know. And so old Jimmy's just like, hey man, super sorry I grazed you there with my damn plane. You know, he says, uh, you know, I look, I can't I can't take another strike on my license. I love flying down to the keys, you know, and and, and whatnot and, and taking it easy. He says, uh, so what if we keep this off the books here in our little settlement here? He's like, hear me out. He says, I'll take you to anywhere in the world and I'll, I'll get you. He's like, I want to give you your burger in paradise. So I'll, I'll, I'll pick up whatever burger you desire in this world and I'll fly you to whatever paradise you want to go to mm. and eat that. And I'll fly you back to where we're standing. So the question is to both you guys. What is your favorite hamburger in the world? What is your cheeseburger? And what is your paradise? Damn. Whew. So let's see. How about that? You want to go first? I, yeah, I, I'll go. I'll go. I think I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going I'm to go uh, a, a sack of White Castles. I'm Whoa. Gonna, I'm going a sack of White Castles. Regular, <laughs> no cheese. Not, not the Hurt. chicken. Just White Castles. Middle of the night, White Castles, mind you. I'm gonna make sure that they get picked up in the middle of the night when the when the night crew is on, when they gotta be on their shit, when, when it's dangerous. You can taste the danger at yeah. the uh, <laughs> late night White Castle. <laughs> so I'm gonna say uh, I want to eat my White Castles under the uh, the life size Gundam that moves uh, in Tokyo that they have, well, like. Yeah, I think that'd be dope. Hey Pete, I just asked the cheeseburger question. And uh and and an answer here is uh is a stack of white castles, no cheese under the moving Gundam statue in Tokyo. Yeah. He's I into think, that. I think that's the move. That's the move. All right, what we got next? Mine is gonna be and I'm I'm gonna keep it kind of fast food. I'm going steak and shake. Just a just but just a regular oh. burger without a fixings but no cheese. And it's gonna be at uh All Kelly right. Clarkson's house with Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> just in her oh, kitchen, yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> she gonna be there. I gotta shoot my shot, man. <laughs> yeah. That that, hey, yeah. That, that that sounds like the move to me. <laughs> Tell my brother I ask these questions, and I'm like, the only way I'm telling you is you gotta listen to the show. So he'll be tuning in. My man, hey, we appreciate the time, man. I'm I'm glad we finally got to link up. Is it was uh, it's been a damn treat. <laughs> man, 
y'all y'all tell me it's it's uh it's an honor honor to talk to y'all i love the show and uh and and again uh um thanks thanks for bearing with me in this crazy fast wild time and i can't imagine anywhere i'd, I'd rather chat with you guys other than the cab of my truck right here in hot springs arkansas hey, so. we take it. beautiful <laughs> well we'll Hell definitely yeah. we'll both be seeing you at some point uh when you head out west okay cool cool y'all remind me i'd love to I'd love to put you on my guest list Hell yeah, Hell yeah. sounds good all right, cool. brother. It was good talking to you, my man. You have a good one. Hey, likewise. Y'all take care. I'll see y'all soon down the road All next right. month. Yeah, Peace. take it easy. All right, be good. And I left you my old